welcome back to comfortably uncomfortable it is the fifth episode we're moving along we get we're getting along fifth episode you're here with your hosts Chlochi Chlochzin and your girl Zozo yeah guys uh welcome back welcome back guys uh thank you so much for everybody who's been listening interacting with the uh, with us with the content uh with the topics that we're speaking on you know yeah it's uh the feedback has been really really great um and we just want to do a young shout out to a couple of people um the art dealers collective uh they're a collective of people who create content on pop culture music fashion so to me and garabo thank you so much um yeah, yeah we appreciate you guys yeah 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 yeah, guys uh it's it's, it's i think one of the reasons why we you know wanted to start this whole thing is to see what the kind of community is like so i think just Definitely. yeah some 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 guys reaching out to to you know shout us out it's been nice it's been it's been good but other than that guys i think <clears throat> so how have you been tell the people how you've been what's what's life looking like for you right now uh mad busy i feel like yeah it's that time of the year we have like 112 days left of the year or something mm-hmm. like that I think it's even less um so it's just that last push that final grind like exams assignments don't you find don't you find like the older you get Mm. you're starting to find that like time is just flying it's just going definitely i feel like the older you get the more responsibilities you have Mm. so that keeps you busy and distracted that you actually I don't want to say that you feel like you're missing life and they're like it's flying by, um, but you're definitely just busy, you know. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, that's that's been my experience. I mean, like, yeah, I agree. I agree. Like in the sense that, like, yo, really, when you're busy with work or varsity for the varsity students out there, it's just yeah, everything's a little bit more fast paced than maybe yeah a, a high school or anything like that. So yeah, yeah time and, does just fly. Yeah, and I feel like once you enter the corporate world, it's even quicker yeah not, you know nah trust me i i'm <laughs> definitely an example of that like i think since since getting out of high school and like actually having a, a, a corporate job it's just like time flies like you the, the weeks the weeks just go by it's like a blink but hey we're alive but we're sending out good energy to anyone out there who's listening uh i know it, it starts to get a bit of uh it's difficult out there so yeah so speaking about the challenges of life yeah that actually brings us to the theme of what the episode is yeah uh so the theme of the episode today it's, it's challenges we just we just wanted to talk about it because i feel like it's not spoken about enough um and on a bigger you know on a bigger scale i mean but we can we can unpack it as we go uh but essentially it is just essentially like what the kind of challenges that we face not just as as people but as essentially directly at the youth mm-hmm. if we're looking at the youth and the kind of expectations that mm-hmm. we have as soon as you get out of 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 high school mm-hmm. there's this there's a certain expectation that you need to know exactly where your life's gonna go yeah i remember i showed you that one meme that was like i'm in my 20s i'm constantly battling between i'm just 20 like i just i need a chill and like let life be that mm. and then i need to figure out life i need to have my career plan i need to you know have the next five years 
uh, of my life planned out and yeah. it's that's like the constant struggle that we feel every day that we either need we either feel like it's too much and we just should like lay back and stuff mm. or like have everything planned out to the T and I feel like that's one of the major conflicts that we deal with I don't know like I think one of the things just thinking on that note that you just spoke about is essentially like I think for me I think it's wild that there's this expectation that at 18 you need to know what you're gonna do with the rest of your life definitely you know yeah. what I mean it's, it's crazy that it, you know like in most some parts of the world you're not even allowed to drink at 21 yeah. up until you're 21 so how do they expect you to know what you want to do with the rest of your life at yeah. 18 yeah you know and I mean, I mean that pressure even comes at an even younger age because at the end of grade nine you have to choose the subjects that you want to take yeah, for the trick so yeah. it's from that point already that you choose the subjects that are essentially going to take you to university mm. and then you're going to see that through but I mean, it's funny enough because so many people that have started courses in varsity end up changing. End up changing. Mm. Like I know so many people who started with a course, but by the time they reach third year, fourth year, whatever, it's a completely, di- a completely different industry, even yeah, that they in a completely yeah. different field. And I think that's why for me, if I can, uh, if I have any, if 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 there are any kids in my future one day, I think it's important that um, I have the resources to allow them to take their time. And figuring out what they want to do it it's not for me it's not going to be a thing of okay you're 18 now or, or you better go study if they want to go travel the world and and work in other countries and you know gain that kind of experience if resources allow then sure go for it because some of the the personalities social personalities that i i look up to or I follow you know some of them speak on how they only truly found their calling you know quote unquote um at like 25 26 mm. so you know someone might be listening right now that's like 21 and going oh wait i actually thought i knew what i wanted to do mm. and there's a good chance that what what you think you want to do right now might actually not be it yeah because we're constantly evolving as people mm. i mean our interests change all the time yeah even for yourself if mm. you look at what was your initial interest compared to where you actually are right now yeah. it's completely different um yeah. And yeah, I mean, one of the famous guys that we both follow and that we actually adore because he's straight up, you know, he tells it like it is. Mm. He says that he only figured his life out well into his 30s even. Mm. So it's it's just this whole concept of time and having things set to a specific structure. I think it's also... That's crippling. It comes down also to uh, the survival, needing to survive. Because yeah, it's cool, you need to figure out what you want to do. But mm. then what about the fact that you actually still need to put uh bread on the table yeah we need people need to eat so i get it i get it to an extent so i'm not sitting here thinking you know why is the world not perfect and why can't everybody just have enough time to figure out what Mm. they want to do it's not that but more it's just about the circumstances that we live in and how it's affecting everybody's mental health definitely i mean mean, it's COVID times bro everyone that's lost a job now has to look for more uh more work you know everyone needs to make that extra cash because of the circumstances circumstances that we are in and but it's like i feel like so much of that pressure is on the youth you know what i mean it's just like we have to come up with all these innovative strategies and we have to with the future yeah you know what i mean you know what like on, on that note i think what could possibly because obviously we're having this discussion we're trying to see what could help bridge this this, this gap or this situation and mm. essentially in school if they had 
uh, more life skills. You know, like let's drop mm. life orientation and let's implement life but skills. But they were actually saying to drop it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad the conversation is being had because I think little things like how to run a small business. You know, mm. like yes, people can say oh, business studies is essentially that, but I don't know. I don't know if if it goes. And if you speak with enough small business owners, they'll they'll speak to you about wow. I wish I got told more about the little nitty-gritty things that go into forming a business and a small business and i think a lot of people would take that leap uh, of faith out of out of a high school out of a varsity if if they were able to hustle hard enough uh, because now they know they've got they know exactly how it is to yeah, to, to get definitely. it going you know what i mean and they're saying that the youth of you know the gen z yeah. um generation mm. is actually going to become one of the most entrepreneurial generations in history so it's key that we teach them the importance of financial skills yeah. like i feel like one of the major challenges that i've experienced during my youth is like a simple thing saving yeah you yeah. know what i mean mm. saving is such a simple concept but it's so difficult to actually implement in your life and yes it does come down to discipline but it also does come down to key financial skills that i feel like it, you don't really touch on unless you took like business or accounting or so whatever. now my question to you then is don't you feel like maybe possibly it's does that not fall into the responsibility of of your parents should it still be should is it because like i mean i think for myself and yeah i i i don't think i had that much those kind of conversations with my parents and i don't mm. know if it had a bigger or a bigger like what kind of effect it had on me but yes i mm. i 100% agree with what you're saying mm. but then on the on the bigger context of it is like are, are parents having those discussions with the their kids enough or are we solely just putting so. it on the on the educational system that they need to be teaching our kids how to save i think it would be more effective if it was on a large scale okay. so therefore implementing it into school institutions mm. would be more effective because then you have a larger reach of students you know whether they're going to listen or not in class yeah. they still have to learn this in order to pass the unit or whatever mm. you know what i mean mm. so it's kind of like ingraining just like they indoctrinated us with other shit bro. <laughs> they can indoctrinate us with key life skills yeah. that we, we need we need in yeah. our in our 20s yeah. you know true true, true. I think I have to I have to definitely agree with you because I think essentially you know not not having those skills not having those money conversations it can affect mm. it can really affect your mental health and I can even mm. speak from my own personal uh experience in the sense that um that pressure of of figuring out your life and having to make money and you know that that worry that you need to be like these people that you see on social media mm. and and all that that affected me that affected me so much so that i ended up you know uh, you know it's even it's a bit tough for me to, to speak out on and i don't even want to say that it's 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 in a tough it's tough in that sense i had an addictive personality and that addictive personality ended up getting affected into like i started learning that i had a, a gambling addiction yeah essentially yeah. that's what what it was yeah um, yeah and it was tough it was tough yeah and it, it impacted a lot of friends and family and i think the reason why it was so important for me to you know come out and and speak with with the cu family on this is because i think there is a big miss on mental health in the youth uh and yes we're on the financial aspect of it at this current moment but I think it's just important that we are able to speak about these things in a very 
uh, calm and, and an open setting. Because I think about it, I think I was speaking to an old mate uh, and telling them, you know, about how, yeah, yeah dude, I, I don't go gambling. I'm, I have a gambling addiction. And they were like, wow, you know, thanks for sharing that with me. And and yes, as, as much as I was happy that they were able to to say that, in my, in, my head, in my head, I had a second thought. And I was like, should we still actually be you know being like oh wow that is such a thank you for for speaking to me on well this. it's a big thing i mean it's not something that someone would just share like in a casual conversation mm. which makes it a like a, a huge topic and also mental health in some communities and some cultures is still a big taboo you know yeah and all the struggles around it especially things like dealing with addiction stuff like that it's not just something that's casual yeah but i i get you but my my thing is I would like to see us be in a space where people don't have to warm up to speaking about the things they've been through because yes cool I've been through uh gambling addiction which some I mean we can speak about it but like some people don't even believe that that's an actual addiction like what are you saying like when you go to the casino and you lose 10 rand just leave after you've lost you've lost 10 rand but it's it's a bigger and deeper thing than that and I think conversations like this will help people realize that hey my homeboy they keep saying like dude let's go gamble or let's go bet on this or that can now start to be like hey my boy are you actually good are you all right because these are these are these are things because it's such a taboo thing people aren't having these kind of conversations because cool there are different types of of addiction and i think in the youth people are struggling with drug addiction porn addiction yeah substance abuse in general yeah so there's all there are various types of addictions and i think the moment that we take away that sensitivity of it because mental health should be something that is spoken about you know yeah yeah i get you um but in a lot of african communities it is it isn't a thing you know it's not seen as culturally acceptable not to have your shit together you know what i mean like depression and stuff like that is still something that people still need to grasp and people actually handle those kind of topics with fear avoidance because they don't want to deal with it you know what i mean i think when you say that i agree because it's a sense of like especially in the in the not just the african communities but the black communities as a whole it, it it comes off as like okay if you're depressed like that's not if you're a man that's not manly men don't yes. get depressed you know you're what seen i mean as weak yeah you're seen as weak you're seen as inferior and personally for me i have family members that have watched people go through mental health episodes or addiction and they just don't see it as a thing so there's hectic stigma that's still around the topic yeah. and i think that's exactly why i think it's so important that uh people are taking time to to have have conversations about about mental health you yeah say, i mean yeah one in one in six south africans um suffer with a mental health disorder yeah. whether it be anxiety depression and that's a lot it you is know a what lot I mean? it is a lot and uh, and essentially that, that's that's exactly what it comes down to it comes down to us being able to have these kind of conversations and i feel like yo if if my workplace finds out about this i might get fired or i might get viewed differently or you, you know i, I what definitely I mean? feel like our generation is is there's a turn yeah you know, i agree i agree in how I, we're I dealing with mental agree. health mm. um especially during the pandemic like a lot of workplaces have actually designated time for people to just 
zone out in the day mm-hmm. you know you know like uh, do some meditation go out for a walk whatever speak about their feelings in uh, group support uh, zoom sessions mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. so people are definitely making an, an effort um, yeah I, I i agree and yeah but I, for you your own personal experience yeah look i think like i said like i spoke on before i learned i think so what i'm 26 years old now i think i learned is the signs of a gambling addiction started showing at what was I 19 or 21? You were probably 21. Yeah, around yeah. about then. Yeah, so yeah. essentially, just you know, to give the, the people that are listening that have gotten this far that are I was in matric a part of this community. So if you're in matric, so 18 plus 4, 22, 21, 22. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's just say 21, 22. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just to give you guys a little bit of insight into me, um. Yeah, I think we went to the casino with the boys and we were on the way to the movies and it had become such a, a norm for us to stop off at the casino, to drop a couple of rands and then move on. And uh, I don't know, you you get into this situation where, and that's why I'm saying this doesn't just affect someone who's maybe in the middle class. You could also find someone who's extremely uh, rich, who's constantly finding themselves gambling or something like that. So it's not just on the pressure of of finance finances it's an actual issue it's an actual problem yeah. so yeah be careful if you know people that bet or gamble often just have a conversation with them make sure they're good but anyway but what are the warning signs what are the warning signs uh How would you well know look if i think i think generally speaking if if they're using their lost their lost rands if if you know you have that friend who constantly doesn't have cash on them but you know that they gamble or their bed so they can always make space for that but they don't have they don't have space for the necessities of things that actually need to happen i think that's a sign um but i think it would show it differently for everyone so i can i can only really speak on my own experience uh but yeah like so i was saying at 21 22 yeah i ended up getting i was in the casino with the boys and i got like this jackpot thing that paid out about forty thousand rand and now i think it's important to understand that i'd never had that kind of money at that at that kind of age so i think it became it was reckless it was it was really scary and now thinking back it was scary at the time it was exciting and yeah then for for many 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 uh days and weeks afterwards i just found myself ubering to back back there back and forth at the casino yes. where you just won all this money yeah and nobody knew nobody knew that i was going and essentially i think it started to become a problem when i would just disappear and reappear in the morning i'd leave one day in the afternoon and reappear the next day in the morning and yeah. um yeah there was a lot of hurt there was a lot of pain but mm. this isn't something that is difficult for me to speak on anymore because like I've grown, man. I've grown. I've seen. I've seen what having these kind of conversations can be like. Uh, doing, having self-reflection, and I think I wanna. I wanna ask Zoe how. You know, I wanna ask you how you dealt with it. But before you do, I do wanna like speak on the fact that for anyone that is listening that feels like they may possibly have some type of addictive personality or an issue like that. Um, and they feel like they're alone. I think it's important that for the people that do know and have like left you or don't speak to you as much, it's like it's okay, bro. Because at the end of the day, everybody deals the way that they know how, the best way they know how. So if if it means uh, cutting you out of their life for their own health or their own peace, 
then that's okay. Everybody, we're all living this life for the very first time. We're all doing these, these learning these things about ourselves. And you need the, to protect yourself. That's it. So the person that you are as a teenager versus the person you are as an adolescent and a, and a, and an adult all of these phases you'll find something different about you whether it's something that's a little bit broken or something that's a little bit more exciting mm. and i think it's important that you give everybody that space to deal that's mm. something that i had to learn and now I'm, I'm at peace complete peace with myself but with that being said i just want to know zoe like what are you saying to the people out there that possibly feel like they have someone who's an addict in their life or uh, they know for a fact they've got someone who's an addict in their life and they're trying to figure that out um how are you? What, ex- what, what, what advice are you giving them okay. on how to deal with it? How did you deal with it? Okay, well, I feel like the first couple of years were dealt with very poorly. Um, but for me, it was like my first encounter with something like this. You know what I mean? And I had so much security in my relationship with you. You know, that it's hard to like... See them as... See, see them as something else. You know what I mean? Like... When I thought, when I first found out about it, I was like, how can you be this person? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. How could you be lying to me for so long? Mm. How could you be sneaking away like that? Mm. I, there was even a time, like like you said, where you disappeared and I had to get my mom involved. Yeah. And, you know, that's just, it just, it leads to so much emotion and anxiety and, you know, heartbreak you know but um i feel like it's important to take a step back um if you suspect that someone is gambling um ask to check finances if your relationship is uh, if you if you're comfortable um but yeah like because there's always a trail you know what i mean there should be there There should should be be. but i think another thing that anyone who not just a gambling addict any type of addict don't They'll, they'll be able to admit that it's you are very it becomes very easy to to scheme and to yes, to get lies. people to believe whatever you have to say and i think it's when you're saying it you don't even you don't even pick up that you've just said this lie because yeah. all you know is you need to say whatever you need to say to get from point a to point b uh-huh. and i think that's the difficult part that most people don't get people uh realize oh this person has lied to me and they've hurt me how could they do this to me and they don't realize that that same person is looking at the mirror and going how did i do this you know yeah it's a completely switch in your brain Mm. you become a different person essentially yeah and i mean not not to i mean i'm not putting down anyone who's maybe had an experience with someone who has been in their life and has you know because of something like i know drug addiction can also be quite damaging to the people's uh, friends and family because maybe they steal things and they yeah. whatever 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 but I'm not taking away from that experience I think essentially through this conversation I'm trying to give you a different perspective yeah. that as much as you feel like oh this person was just broken and, and this and that they were going through something you know you might not have gone through something on that scale or that level but but it's hard to see that hard, in the yeah. moment mm. also mm. because this person just lied to you 10,000 rand is missing from your account mm. from a joint account of mm. yours you don't know where this person is they're not answering their phone yeah. you know that they've been lying to you for a couple of days telling you different stories but you can feel that in the air yeah. you know what I mean yeah. and now that you finally found out oh no it wasn't because they needed some medical bill it was because 
they needed to buy drugs or they or needed whatever. to yeah. whatever. And I think for me, the the part that always makes me laugh about how you know the, the different stigmas around mental health and the mm. fact that you know somebody somebody's afraid to tell you that i have anger issues or i have a gambling addiction or i have a drug addiction mm. and because they're scared of being judged but guys when we think about it when we think about some of the the biggest and greatest minds whether it be creative or or in the business world or in any kind of space a lot of them have tough backgrounds where they were dealing with these kind of things dealing with something yeah you know what i mean so it it, it blows my mind that like people don't have a bit more empathy but again this is why i'm saying it's so important for us to have these kind of conversations because i know that somebody came up to me the other day uh and not somebody a friend uh came up to me and telling me about how he's dealing with anger issues so it's it's a thing of I, i i i'm glad that he was able to speak that up because he was the kind of person that gives off absolutely no vibes of somebody who struggles with their anger because he's one of the friendliest friendliest people mm. so i'm i think it's important that we you know we allow people to to realize that we're all we're all dealing with something we're all broken yeah in, at some in, in, at in some one degree, way or another yeah you know? yeah um but i think the reason why there's stigma around all of this is mm. because you don't want to bring your bad qualities to light mm. and that is why even when you're in that situation the lies the scheming comes mm. out because you want other people to still see you mm. as the person that they know you as yeah. not the person that you've become through the addiction yeah. but what's important is that you need to communicate you know mm. communication leads to well f- specifically for us it led to a better control of our finances and mm. a joint control of our finances yeah. um because i even attended a gam- gambling anonymous uh meeting, meeting mm. and there was a man in there that said he had been dealing with addiction for so long but he has been uh free from addiction for what 20 years yeah, or something 20 25 years yeah um but he still attends those meetings and he still puts the time in to recognize you know how that far i've perfect. come that is mm. not perfect but he tries every time to to acknowledge where he's been and you know uh on that note i'm so mm. glad that Zoe brought up uh this person and what he said um because he then said something about how you know everybody in the meeting is looking at him like you're 25 years you've mm. you've you've broken the game you've won the game mm. whereas he says i'm the same as everybody else i'm i'm one day away from not being clean anymore yes. or not whatever the case may be and i think that speaks to a bigger conversation not even just an addiction if you feel like you're this perfect person who can do no wrong you are just one day away from, from making, making the wrong mistake. decision yeah. from making a mistake where you're going to regret it and you're going to wish more people had empathy with you uh, so i think that's why conversations like this it leads to a, a bigger conversation and and that's why out one people that are listening and are able to have that that empathy that can leave and go off that person that I I cut off because of this mm. what could they possibly have been going through mm. do you know what and I mean and you need to put yourself in their shoes it takes so much for a person with addiction to come out with the truth and say i messed up yeah you know it's, i think it's also because like everybody makes it seem as though like if you aren't this perfect person or you yes. aren't this person that is doesn't have everything on lock 
then like you're you're like you just want to be out of here you don't want to be seen and i think is that's why again you're gonna hear me say this over and over again but we need to learn to unlearn some of the things that yeah. are, are, are cultural norms are societal norms we need Bad to be able societal yeah norms. yeah yeah like cancel culture all of this i think it's really just important for people to not be perfect and for you and your own personal capacity to decide you know what that means to you yeah but that's hard because yeah. what we see on social media what we see what what we're surrounded by is the celebrities that act perfect mm. you know this this idea of having the perfect body image the perfect career mm. the clout game yeah you know what i mean true true so it's like if you aren't portraying this perfect image the constant time you might lose out on the clout or this or that but you know? that's actually what causes people to make bad decisions in the first place mm. rushing your career too quickly uh gambling because you want to make so much money and keep up with your friends yeah you know yeah. what i mean and i think like you think of all the people that are are purchasing or making certain purchases or going into a certain amount of debt to keep yeah. up a certain image yeah do you know what i mean i mean I've, I've even heard i've even heard in certain um business meetings how like are you really gonna rock up to the meeting driving your vw you know mm. uh, your polo mm. instead of a mercedes-benz mm. do you know what i mean so it's these are real 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 things i think if you're if you're sitting back and you're thinking in your world you've, you've never seen that or that's never been an issue for you i hope that through this conversation you may be now slowly starting to see how in little ways in your own little spaces in your own industries in your own families the little things that are not helping your mental health and that you are like slowly putting in place ways to rectify that or change that for people going forward in your in your, in your family going forward or your friends going forward um but personally for you mm. um what little things have you done to keep your addiction in check mm. keep your mental health in check mm. and be an overall healthy person first first of all i think the best thing i could have done was everybody in my in my not everybody but like a lot of people in my direct circle and my family had to know i, I, felt, I felt like you know what i need them to know so that if ever like i don't want to be that person that you constantly cannot trust but rather if you know everything and uh there's an element that is making me want to have to think twice you know okay reach out to zoe chloe told me that this is a situation and now he's reaching out to me about this is he good and then she can either confirm or deny or whatever the case may be but i think what was important was just to to let everybody know to speak to everybody include my inner circle uh and that helped so much i i I cannot i cannot emphasize how much it helped that i had an inner circle of people that were were there for me and i, and I also want to emphasize to the people that if there's something that they're struggling through and they're like okay maybe i should just speak to everyone you need to accept the fact that there may be people that walk away as soon as you yeah. you say that like i can tell you now that on face value if let's just say for example there were 10 people that i told all 10 of them gave it a positive response oh you know thank you for sharing it must have been difficult i'm sorry that you went through this and i can tell you of those 10 people maybe four or five of them quietly walked away they didn't straight up say oh this is you're the worst blah 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 like it was it was subtly the messages stopped coming in 
uh, check-ins stopped happening and but you completely understand yeah i completely understand because essentially they're protecting their peace mm. uh, i think for a very long time it was very difficult it was difficult because it was like mm. why is everybody not there for me why is everybody mm. not more understanding mm. then you get to a place and you're like nah man everybody's just trying to figure out the most peaceful way to live their lives and the hard thing is is that yeah as much as you want to be supportive with someone that has an addiction you have your own struggles too mm. and sometimes yes it does get so defeating when mm. you've heard the third the fourth the fifth time mm. that this person has done the exact same thing mm. and it's such a big thing yeah. you know now every yeah. time your heart has to go through that and sometimes it's just too much yeah So so yeah I mean like I think there 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 are definitely people out there that have siblings or friends or best friends or parents or whatever the case may be that that struggle through these things and I think having conversations like this realizing that that's not just your world mm-hmm. it could be other people's world it's my world mm-hmm. uh, I know there are people that are struggling with all different kinds of things and essentially we all we all we all navigating through these challenges and we're learning to unlearn and we're definitely. yeah so I think it's 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 been awesome it's been for me the this situation has has been so enlightening cuz I, i don't even know if i would have been podcasting with you had that not happened maybe because mm. i've now been forced to see myself completely different yeah. and strip away everything i thought i knew about myself and be open to other things and it's been it's been amazing since then and 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 it's been it's been great so like if there is anyone who is struggling i know know that there's there is someone who's willing to listen yeah there is definitely. someone who's willing to listen we are willing to listen mm. um and there are many support groups out there yeah. i mean your support group was so nice because of that one guy you yeah, know they're yeah. so open about the experiences and they share these key life lessons with you that you know is actually so essential. Yeah, and I think on that note because I know you asked me how I how I dealt with it mm. when also going to these these group meetings and stuff. There's a stigma on social on like when you see it on social not on social media movies and stuff. Yeah. That you know it's like you know a bunch of weird people and blah 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 but you go and you speak to people that are in these meetings and they they will call themselves also yeah, but we are the weird people because that's how society wants to view us mm. so cool we're going to take that 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 light but mm. i think the the point of why i brought that up was that nobody will understand you like um like they will because they've gone through it they've had very very similar experiences whether it's gambling addiction or or um drug addiction or any anything like that in those spaces or or, or drinking it and i think a big one it's you know familiar face. Yeah, yeah just moving moving past this i think it's going to be important for us to speak on the the drinking culture in south africa i feel like there are a lot of people that are are low key alcoholics <laughs> because south africa has a huge drinking yeah. problem in my opinion but anyway but yeah so point is in these meetings in these groups These are people that have had almost identical to very similar experiences to you. So when you speak your truth and you speak the things you've gone through, mm-hmm. like and then you stop speaking and then they speak and you just get goosebumps because they they're speaking on a whole different they've lived a completely different life too. Mm-hmm. But in this space it's the exact same. Something mm-hmm. that they're struggling mm-hmm. with and that like freedom that comes from that conversation yeah. is like no other. Mm-hmm. And I want to allow people that don't aren't struggling with addiction or aren't struggling with stuff like this mm-hmm. to allow the people in their space mm. to have these kind of conversations and and feel free enough mm. to have these conversations do you mm. know what i'm saying and actually being in those meetings as someone who is 
uh, quote unquote sober yeah, um, or normal, or normal, whatever. The case whatever. May be, quote unquote, it's yeah. so it's so nice to hear um, the struggles that people have gone through and actually loved. You know, they carried on choosing themselves every day. Yeah, and I think I'm so glad that you said that because you you people need to be need to realize that some people don't make it past their addiction they end up killing themselves they end up killing themselves because they feel like they're broken they feel like they're not normal Mm. they feel like yo like if anybody finds this out about me like nobody's gonna be like hey let's Mm. hang or let's chill Mm. and the reality Mm. is like no quote-unquote normal people they're struggling with other things that are like you don't struggle with anger Mm. anger anger issues they're screaming Mm. at the friends and family yeah you know but the thing is that it's because of this taboo around addiction around drugs around alcohol around mental health yeah not funny enough it's suicide awareness month mm, so is it? it's good to know that you do have support networks all around mm. you know if you just take the time to look um i mean we can be your support network bro. yeah man <laughs> i think like in the cu community i think it's important that anyone who interacts with our with our content yeah. uh, enjoys our voice understands that like yeah man we stand for everyone we stand for everyone who's going through anything uh yeah people are struggling with identity crisis people are struggling with their finances mm-hmm. there's so much that family all, issues yeah there's so much that we're all going through that why why not allow people the space to be like yeah man i'm also struggling mm-hmm. i'm also thanks thanks for for speaking on that because now i know i'm not alone yeah yeah you know i get you yeah get you. but i think you know with all of that being said i think it's just really important that we continue to push these conversations guys we continue to learn to unlearn mm-hmm. this is like obviously a very deep uh topic for 100%. for us um yeah one thing so if we were to sum it all up yeah. coping strategies for someone who knows an addict um in their family yeah i think friends friends or whatever mm, yeah um yeah is definitely to reach out to other people um because you filled with all these emotions you just want to chat you mm. know so i feel like talking to um your sister for example like was an important um process yeah it process just step. it makes you feel like you're not alone and you yeah, don't have yeah. to handle this alone yeah. um and i think also in that i'm so glad that you said that because i think i mm. forgot to mention mm. which is really really important and if there's anyone who's dealing who who hears this point i'll also agree is that telling everybody doesn't necessarily mean that it's now immediately gonna get easy because they might hear and they might fall apart yeah they might be like how i don't yeah. see you like this how is this you're not like again it comes down to not just them processing but the stigmas guys mental health uh, not being again quote-unquote normal it 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 can frustrate people you yeah. know and i want to say that you know through this whole experience mm. it's difficult to see someone do those things because you yourself have never done that before mm. so it's kind of like putting yourself in someone else's shoes but for me personally when i when we were dealing with this a couple of years ago mm. um so we had like a sporting bed account or whatever yeah and i myself saw how quickly shit can ex- escalate yeah because you don't even have an issue and i don't even have an and issue I but for i found that, myself yeah. betting on 
less than less than five goals in the first, <laughs> in the first half. You knew everything that I had to know about um, dating. Yeah. Yes, because I mean, I was around you, and we love sport. Yeah, you know, yeah. so it's so quickly how shit can escalate. And the thing with what these betting companies do is that, like, you can place multiple bets, bro. So, like, yo, the one game that defeated me, guys, the one game. Liverpool versus Aston Villa. Liverpool. I Yo, remember those. I remember dude. that. They lost, what, 8-2, ne? It was so bad. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, Liverpool's definitely going to win. This, this, that. Oh. Anyway. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> not, anyway. Not to continue to speak on painful <laughs> memories. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, sorry. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, no, I think, sorry, I think sorry. It's, it's just, it's good. It's good that Zoe. And I'm, look. We're not all going to be blessed to have someone like, like for me, Zoe, my, my life partner, my love, my, my person. I know lots of people that would have walked away. I know so many people that would have yeah. walked away. Um, and I'm, I'm so grateful to her for sticking around, for loving me for exactly what I am, for sticking by me, for figuring out ways for us to, to, to do this thing. And now it's, 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 ugh, I don't know. It's, it's, I think it's been an important experience for our yeah, relationship. I think we've it made both, us stronger. We've both grown. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think if it means that now we can sit on a platform like this and speak to people and for people to know that this, these are real things, then I'm, I'm happy to have gone through this and to be a voice for someone else who might be struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but yeah, like I said, guys, I'm just extremely, extremely grateful to have this opportunity to speak to you guys to speak to you guys with somebody who isn't an addict and for them to speak on their view on on you know what they've experienced through my experiences we all just gotta have more empathy with each other i think you'll always pick up a big theme when i speak yeah man just try to unlearn ask yourself why you view things the way you view things like if someone said to you you know i yo why are you walking around with the cast? Oh no, I was I was out playing indoor soccer with the boys and I got injured. And then someone said to you, you know what? Thank you so much for sharing that with me. You know what I mean? And it's like, no, you wouldn't. You'd be like, yeah, man, get better. I hope you heal and you come back stronger. So it shouldn't be this so taboo thing. So with physical thing. hurt, it should be the same with emotional and yeah, mental. Yeah, emotional hurt. and mental. We need to yeah. we need to have bigger, more conversations on on mm-hmm. mental health. That's why, like, listening to some some more podcasts and listening to how like the people that carry their platform similar to us mm-hmm. and share a little bit more of what's going on in their lives mm-hmm. you start to be like yeah man big ups i'm sorry you're going through that and mm-hmm. but south going. africa in general i mean 27 percent of south africans that have severe mental health disorders are the only ones being treated mm. you know oh, only 20 yeah. percent of hectic, them hectic, hectic. so i mean does south that co- africa in general needs to improve its mental health system does that come also down to resources because i mean a, a big percentage of the country is is the black community a lot of the black community do not have the resources to go to a therapist well, or something like that so maybe in school therapy uh can also be are, good yeah they, that could be good but you do have sometimes uh life skill coaches at school or therapies mm. therapy people at yeah, school it just needs to be open people should be people don't know to where things. to find the services true, i mean true. personally for me i've been dealing with a lot of anxiety this mm. year mm. um i wouldn't say depression but it's been quite a stressful year it's been quite overwhelming um and like burnout burnout was something that i feel like you probably burnout bro mm. probably burnout. i think that's something that a lot of the not just students 
but I think the big focal point is students that they're going through mm. burnout. They have been working so hard for so long, no gap years, no nothing. Straight from high school, they've yeah. gone into varsity, into honors, into masters. And it's that pressure to like get your shit done quick, yeah, quick, so that you perfectly. can get into the corporate world quick, make money Stop quick. Making money, yeah. You know, it's 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 that it's that pressure, and I've definitely felt it this year. And yeah, for me personally, like slow down <laughs> yeah slow down slow take down. a breather yeah. um yeah but i i understand why it can be difficult to talk on the topic because i myself haven't spoken to my parents about any of my anxiety issues mm. um like when i spoke about postponing masters um that was, it, a, that was tough for you. it became a scandal mm. you know it's like why do you want to delay things further you have to do them now this was the plan zoe mm. why are you differing from the plan um so yeah i don't know life is just too much sometimes and you know anxiety can even lead to addiction at a later stage um so i think it's it's a whole thing that needs to be unpacked in society needs to be reevaluated reassessed slow down guys (laughs) check on your friends check on your family yeah Yeah, and take it take a breather too when if you are feeling burnt out guys like i think it was very difficult for me to have like from my perspective i was always burnout situation i i could see it quite quite a while into her being burnt out and she was so right now zoe's in her honors year and she wanted to go straight into her master's year and i kept pushing i kept saying like nah you know what zoe rather just rather just take a gap year and you can go back into masters rather just get into the work world because i personally think it's a different kind of pressure but it's it's a better pressure than studies studies for me i hated that experience um and it's not that i'm not academic it's just that i don't the pressures of the studying and the exams it's just Mm. it's whack (laughs) and also the experience would be good to take a gap year which is essentially what essentially motivated motivated me to do it yeah so Um, like on my side it was it was just important to speak with zoe on this so that she had a different perspective and eventually you know i broke through i was able to get through to her and she agreed but she i was in like, denial for a very long yeah, time yeah <laughs> for a strong minute it was no and it was, and i can tell you now it's because of the pressures that come from her family as well that now you have to get this done in this time and, and so on and so forth and i think because you know especially if your parents are paying for your academics 100%. you don't want to feel like you're wasting their time or their money yes. um so you're gonna do it at, at the pace that they want to yes. and i think it's important that these are these are conversations that i had like yeah. you need to be able to say to your parents like cool you're paying but i'm gonna end up failing or i'm gonna end up not my mental health yeah Yeah. my mental health is going to be compromised my grades are going to be compromised it's just going to feel too much and in the end everything is going to be at a loss you're going to be at a loss so rather take the time chill out uh reassess what's important to you and what your priorities are in life Mm. Um, and i think it's important that we're not coming off as if we know all the answers. Not preaching, bro. Yeah, definitely not. I think it's important that what works for every what works for one person might not work for the other. We're not saying yeah. that if you're feeling burnout that the best answer is to to drop out or to not continue studying. Yeah. The answer you need to figure out your own answer, what you need to do, whether it's getting a job, whether it's doing nothing for a but year. But it's recognizing that you have an issue. But it's recognizing that like you're not coping, bro. Yep. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's it's it yeah. is what it is. But like, yeah, guys, this this has been i've really enjoyed uh this one mm. this has been a good one and yeah guys to i hope the, it resonates with you guys yeah i hope i hope you guys have it's yeah it's been a good one for you um so yeah it is what it is thank you so much guys i've, I've really like i said i really enjoyed this one i hope it 
it i hope it sits with you a bit this week and you can think about it and yeah reach out on on social media and continue we've already had so many people talking to us on the topics that we've had enjoying it not enjoying it whatever the case may be uh but yeah hit us up tell us of your own mental health experience if you want to man if you want to we're open to a discussion we're open to you're just talking about it because i don't think this will be the last time we have an episode uh speaking on yeah, the kind of issues that people are having out there. Yeah. So yeah, guys, I think we, with that, uh, we're gonna love and leave you guys. Cool, 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 cool guys, and peace.